Charlene McGray She was pretty as a posy in the springtime Lighty die She would twirl around all day Get dizzy and she'd fall down in a haze Lighty die And the country breeze passed slowly as I went to her Upon her solid wooden door But her father he just looked at me And said leave her all call along So I cut her paw in half with a chainsaw Giving all the neighbor boys sensations Lighty die They would close their eyes and pray That their Christian God would lead them from temptation Lighty die But her mama didn't want that girl to grow up And end up with a heathen like myself she always tried to tell Charlene about my little flaws So I cut her ma in half with the chainsaw free country, Peter. We no, certainly do, and no, we're free to be free. That's right. That's right. Among those those things that are, are that the uh, that the extreme Muslim uh, uh, governments or um, policymakers are opposed to, uh, it, a curious list. So, uh, watching soccer games. We, we went into that. Right? They can't watch and the can't World watch Cup, the, although that's what everybody uh, wants to do. And they can't wear bras. They've of course. Also outlawed bras. Now my question is how can, you know, the sheriff of Al Shabab no. go around and say, 
you know, ma'am, you're wearing a bra. This is completely, I mean. How would he know? Uh, that's it. How do you I find mean, a bra under a burqa? It's terribly intrusive. Okay. It, you know? That's okay. not the only body problems we're going to talk about. No. Are there more body oh, problems? There are, yeah, I got Fat is a body problem. <sighs> Scientists say that being fat can be bad for the bedroom, especially if you're a woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. European researchers found that obese women had more trouble finding a sexual partner than their normal weight counterparts. This isn't true for obese men, though. Okay. They, they have no problem. Uh, yet the fat women have a bigger problem with unplanned pregnancy. Okay. But fat men have a higher rate of erectile Wait, dysfunction. Sociological statistics, right? Sociological statistics. They, you know, 214 men interviewed separately, one on the pill, one off the pill, and one who didn't know his name. Right. You know? Well, you know, while we're in the body consciousness stuff, a whole page in the New York Times on men's body hair. Like, there are countless products to take hair off your back yeah now, can you imagine are there many products to put it back on I, no no there no, are that well that's the law of thermodynamics it doesn't work no, in both see, ways they, here's the government laws if you pass a law against you know uh, against wearing a bra because it's sort of anti-muslim uh, if you think by, about by, it only that by way. some people's only description people. there's yes. nothing official remember there is no official muslim church so no one speaks for all muslims no, the problem I, is they speak for like 3,000 of them. Yeah, well, this is Al-Shabaab and his crew and his his group. How do they confront shaving men's backs? I mean, if you look at America, I'm talking, I'm, I'm trying to be I'm looking at America here. right now here, as you speak. We're looking at America from, from far from away. And what we see is a full page about how you can shave your back. This is not going to get us friends in the Middle East. I guess we could call this one the Taliban's coming for dinner. Make sure we set out our best McChrystal. This is actually from um, Gareth Porter in the Asia Times. I do love the Asia Times. As I say, if you go up there, you'll read articles by Americans and other people that are really long and really complicated and interesting, much too long and interesting for most newspapers. Anyway, General Stanley McChrystal is confronting the specter of a collapse of United States political support for the war in Afghanistan in coming months comparable to the one that occurred in the Iraq War in late 2006. Now, remember when that happened, and it's true, and it's not just coming from the Republicans, it's coming from the Democrats also. In fact, most of the charge is being led by Democrats who are beginning to wonder, can we ever, in quote, win in Afghanistan? But Crystal's message that his strategy will weaken the Taliban in its heartland took its worst beating thus far when he admitted that the planned offensive in Kandahar City and surrounding districts is being delayed until September at the earliest because it does not have the support of the Kandahar population or its leadership. And somehow we're going to get that leadership and we're going to get that support between now and September or maybe August when we have to gear up. I seriously doubt it. The Kandahar operation, which McChrystal's staff has uh, uh, touted as uh, the pivotal campaign of the war, had previously been announced as beginning in June. Hey, it's June already! But it is now clear that McChrystal had understood for weeks that the most basic premise of the operation turned out to be false. Really, I wonder where he's getting his info. When you go to protect people, this is his quote, the people have to want you to protect them, said McChrystal. He didn't have to spell out the obvious implication. The people of Kandahar don't want the protection of foreign troops. We're screwed. They're screwed. Everybody's screwed. Let's go home. 
The Washington Post story on McChrystal's announcement reported U.S. officials had complained that the support from Kandahari's that the United States was counting on Afghan President Hamid Karzai to deliver, he wanted, he's going to bring it along, had not materialized, i.e. it wasn't there, i.e. it was never there. That explanation hardly makes McChrystal's war plan more credible. Well, I think that's probably true, because Karzai had made no secret of his preference for a negotiated settlement, rather than continued efforts to weaken the Taliban by occupying key Taliban strongholds. And now we find out, of course, that Karzai is making secret deals with the Taliban because he doesn't want them to cut his head off when they occupy Kabul. When female U.S. Marines tried to get Afghan women to come to a meeting recently, uh, not a single woman showed up. And despite a NATO offer to hire as many as 10,000 residents for labor projects on irrigation projects, only 1,200 have signed up. And some of them have been beaten and killed subsequently by those beasts, the Taliban. Taliban means something like people of the book, students of the book. Well, they ought to go back and take a look at that book again. The U.S. officials in Marja are trying to convince local residents, in effect, that they should trust the foreign troops to protect them from the Taliban. But the Taliban are still able to threaten to punish those who collaborate with occupation forces. A dozen people, at least in that area, have been killed thus far for collaborating. Representatives of rural development education projects came to Marja initially and then retreated to the province's center. They appear to be convinced, as indeed is the general population, the Taliban will continue to be a powerful presence in the region. Yes, yes, yes. That was not supposed to happen when U.S. NATO forces declared victory in Marja three months ago. To ensure that no Taliban would be able to operate in the area, McChrystal had deployed nearly 15,000 U.S., British, and Afghan troops to control Marja's population. Well, the news media told us there were 80,000 people in Marja, but it turns out that there's only 35,000, and they're spread out over 120 square kilometers. That means that the 15,000 NATO and Afghan troops provide a ratio of one occupying soldier for every two members of the population. Counterinsurgency doctrine normally calls for one soldier for every 50 people in the targeted area. Hmm. One out of every three people in Marja is a soldier and is a crusader, doesn't wear a turban, doesn't smell like the people, doesn't eat what they eat, can't speak their language, and wishes he or she were somewhere else. Now there... Now, there is a strategy for victory.